thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are studying the first 14 chapters of the book of Acts in a study entitled The Power of the Holy Spirit Through the Churches. During this study, we will observe how the Holy Spirit worked through the churches in Jerusalem to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2022-23 through 23 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for February 19, 2023 is entitled, Missionaries Sent to Start New Churches. It comes from Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 12. The key verse, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. The application. The student will conclude that churches send missionaries to help carry out the Great Commission so that souls will be saved and new churches started. Seeking the context. Several years ago, my family and I visited Caves Cove in the Smoky Mountains. I thoroughly enjoyed the natural beauty of this valley, seeing all the wildlife and touring the many historic structures. But my favorite was visiting the historic church buildings in the valley and reading their histories. One particular was how the Cades Cove Primitive Baptist Church split over whether to do mission work or not. The group of Baptists who wanted to do mission work was kicked out of the Primitive Baptist Church and started the Cades Cove Missionary Baptist Church in 1841. Now that's one church split which I would agree with. Today's lesson focuses on the heartbeat of churches, mission work. What is mission work? The word mission does not appear in the Bible, but what we mean by the word does. Some today prefer to call it church planting, and mission work is the work of establishing churches throughout the world. It takes evangelism, reaching out to the lost with the gospel. It takes teaching, instructing believers in the word of God to establish them in the faith. It takes encouragement, helping missionaries and new churches remain strong amidst the various difficulties they face. This is what the Lord has left us to do here. It is our great commission from the Lord. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20. Every one of the Lord's churches and every member in them should be involved in mission work in some way, whether it be locally, within our state or country, or in foreign lands. It should be our desire to spread the gospel, see souls saved and baptized, and establish new churches all over the globe. Every member should be sharing the gospel in his neighborhood and seeking to grow the church of his membership. Churches should be supporting missionaries prayerfully and financially, if not serving as sending churches for missionaries. Churches should consider short-term mission trips to help and encourage missionaries on the field. Acts 13 begins the second half of Acts. Acts chapters 1 through 12 basically focused on Peter, the Jerusalem church, Jews, and the spread of the gospel in Judea and surrounding areas. Acts chapter 13 through 28 focuses on Paul and the spread of the gospel throughout the Roman world 
through his well-known missionary journeys and establishment of many new churches in Roman cities. In this second section, we shall see that salvation is for all people as both Jews and Gentiles are saved and form new churches together. What should I be doing to fulfill my responsibility in mission work? Searching the text. Number one, sending missionaries. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Mission work is church work. And the first thing we read in Acts 13 is the work of the Antioch church. The history of this church is a great one. In its beginning is recorded in Acts chapter 11 verses 19 through 30. Members of the Jerusalem church who were scattered because of persecution traveled to Antioch. At first, they preached the gospel only to the Jews, but later some began to preach the gospel to the Grecians. Notably, the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Acts chapter 11, 21. Thus the Antioch church began. The Jerusalem church sent Barnabas to Antioch to investigate this great work of the Lord, and he was overjoyed by this growing evangelizing church. Then Barnabas sought Paul, who was at Tarsus, to come and work with him in the Antioch church. The city of Antioch had been called the cradle of Christianity. And Acts chapter 11 verse 26 tells us, And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. The Antioch church was a multi-ethnic congregation, rightly suited to become the sending church for the Apostle Paul and his missionary partners, to take the gospel to and to start churches in all the world. We can observe the biblical pattern of mission work set forth here. It is within the context of the Antioch church that the Holy Spirit made known his desire to separate Barnabas and Paul for the work of missions. As these men were busily working for the Lord in the Antioch church, the Holy Spirit called them to a new field of labor to do in other places what they were already doing in the Antioch church. Missionaries are men busily working in churches who were called of the Lord to go into a new field of labor to do the work of establishing churches. The Holy Spirit's command to separate Barnabas and Paul was given to the Antioch church. This church was called by the Holy Spirit to dedicate these men for the work God had called them to, and then send them away. Interestingly, the idea behind send them away, Acts chapter 13 and verse 3, is to set free or release. The Antioch church was to release Barnabas and Paul from their obligations in the Antioch church to go and start other churches. So after fasting and praying, the Antioch church laid hands on them in obedience to the Holy Spirit indicating full prayerful support, and sent these men away to do what the Holy Spirit had called them to do. 
It takes obedient missionaries and obedient churches to do the work of God in spreading the gospel and starting new churches. Churches must come alongside these God-called men to send and to support. The Antioch church remained actively involved in Paul's mission work. They actively participated by sending financial support, praying for these missionaries, and even sending members to help and encourage Paul and the missionary team. Paul felt a responsibility to report to the Antioch church regularly, Acts chapter 14, verses 26 through 28. The ideal relationship between the sending church and the missionary is active involvement and teamwork. So mission work is church work. Churches sending out Holy Spirit called men to do the work of establishing churches. How can you be involved in mission work? Number two, missionaries go to work. Acts chapter 13 verses 4 and 5. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Spirit, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they, they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John as their minister. So begins Paul's first missionary journey, traveling with Barnabas and their assistant John Mark. Consult the map on page 92 to see Paul's first missionary journey. Traveling to Seleucia, they boarded a ship, sailed to Cyprus Island, and went to work preaching the word of God. Barnabas and Paul probably chose to go to Cyprus because it was familiar territory for Barnabas. Cyprus being his hometown, Acts chapter 4 and verse 36, of course. Of course, they uh, could have been told to go there by the Holy Spirit. Cyprus is about 60 miles off the Syrian coast and still an important seaport in the area. But what was most important about it was that there were people there who needed to be saved and have a church in which they could serve. Cyprus had a large Jewish population, and so Paul and Barnabas started in the synagogue of Salamis on the east side of the island. To preach the gospel to the Jews first was Paul's custom throughout his missionary journey. Seemingly, Paul felt it God's intent for the gospel to go to the Jews first. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. We know for sure that Paul had a strong desire to see his Jewish brethren saved. Romans chapter 9 verses 1 through 3 and chapter 10 verse 1. Salamis was the first city Barnabas and Paul entered, so that was the place to start. Mission work is hard work. Cyprus may not have been Paul's most difficult field of labor, but I have learned that there are hard fields and harder fields. None are easy. I have only pastored established churches, and that work is hard enough, but I have no real appreciation for how hard it must be to start a church. I have seen missionaries work exhaustively in their efforts, and we cannot pray for them enough. We should do all we can to help them in their heavy work. How can you help a missionary? Number three, working in Paphos. Acts chapter 13, verses 6 through 12. And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. 
which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elamus the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O fool of all subtility and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Barnabas and Saul made their way across Cyprus Island and came to the west end city of Paphos, the capital city of Cyprus. Barnabas and Paul encountered a sorcerer, a Jewish false prophet named Bargesus. His other name, Alamus, is Aramaic, meaning wise man. The word sorcerer comes from the Greek word magos or magi, as in the wise men of Matthew chapter 2. He seemed to be some type of religious expert, but the Bible says, The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. Bar-Jesus was neither righteous nor a soul winner. Paul's description of him fits much better, Acts chapter 13 and verse 10. He was full of deceit and fraud. His name, Bar-Jesus, means son of the Savior, but Paul called him the child of the devil. He may have deceived people into thinking he was a righteous prophet, but Paul called him an enemy of all righteousness. He may have claimed to be leading people straight to the Savior, but Paul questioned why he never ceased from perverting the right way of the Lord. Bar-Jesus was nothing more than an evil fraud using religion to gain prestige and privilege. Sergius Paulus was the deputy or proconsul of Cyprus Island, meaning he was the Roman governor of the island. He was an intelligent man and wanted to hear Barnabas and Paul's preaching. But Bar-Jesus tried to prevent it. He did not want Sergius Paulus to be saved for fear of losing his sway over the proconsul and privileges of it. But Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at the false prophet and struck him blind. He was already spiritually blind, sought to blind others from the truth, so why not make him physically blind to match his spiritual condition? So rid of the deceptive influence of Bar-Jesus, Sergius Paulus was saved. He was not saved because he was astonished at miraculous blinding of Bar-Jesus, but because he was astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. He heard the word of God and believed. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Imagine the influence the governor of Cyprus Island would have for the cause of Christ. Cyprus became an important center of the Christian faith. And history tells us Barnabas had a great ministry there. Acts chapter 15 verse 39. Here we see both the challenges and successes of mission work. 
Missionaries encounter all types of people. Some are prudent and wish to hear the word of God, as with Sergius Paulus. Others are enemies of righteousness and with deceit or even violence oppose the word of God, as with Bar-Jesus. This is what makes the work so challenging. But people will hear the gospel and be saved. Churches will be started. This is the glorious success of mission work and what keeps missionaries working. What do you think some challenges of mission work would be for both the missionary and his family? Setting the application. Mission work is God's work within churches. Men must answer the call of the Holy Spirit and be willing to go. Churches must obey the Holy Spirit in separating these men and sending them to the work. These churches must pray for and financially support these missionaries. They also need to be a place and people these missionaries can lean on for encouragement and support. Sometimes I have heard people excuse the church of their membership for not supporting mission work in any way by saying that they have enough mission work to do locally. Likely these people are not involved in local efforts either. Others might excuse not evangelizing locally by saying the church of their membership sends lots of money to missions. Mission work is not an either-or situation. It is a both-and. We are to be working both locally and worldwide. Remember when the Lord told the Jerusalem church, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He expected them to do the work both locally and unto all the earth. Would you take a moment and pray specifically for one missionary and his family? Maybe you can find a way this week to help that missionary. Thank you for joining us in another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue going through Acts 1-14, through 14, observing the power of the Holy Spirit through the churches. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.